Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Wherever you are, welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her and whisper her. Her. Whisper her. <laughs> whisper her? Can I just say it? What about whisper? Whisper. But I like whisper her <laughs> better. Is whisper, I, yeah, that is. Whisper I think the her. reason I was wondering if it was a word is because we're saying whisper her. <laughs> <laughs> so it just didn't sound like a word. Right. But it is. It's totally a word and there's a her in it now. I'm thinking of. That show that I never watched, The Ghost Whisperer. Is that a show? Yeah. With what's her face? No. Who? Um one of the people from the nineties that has the three names. Oh. Julie Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, um by Jennifer. Ten Kate. <laughs> <laughs> he fits right in there with all them. With Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> Uh, I mean, technically, I mean, we all, most of us have three names, but yeah. we're just not known by them. Right. Um, I told Jennifer Jane. Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love <laughs> Hewitt? Question mark. Well, I just don't know if that's her. Ghost Let me look up. I don't know. I told Janie her middle name the other day, and she was so mad she wouldn't talk to me. Oh, yep. That's her. Okay. <laughs> wow. It only took you a second. <laughs> so it's a movie. No, it's a show. How, how did we get here? It's a know. show. Mm-hmm. A TV show? Yeah. Okay, well. I never watched it, but it's the only thing. It's what I immediately thought of when you said the word whisperer. Ghost whisperer. Because I don't think it's a commonly used Mm-mm. word. Whisper, whisperers are gossips. Yeah. I think it's a or word. Or quiet people. Whatever. Hi, guys. My name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, today I discovered something about myself that I hate. Oh, Okay. Um, are you ready for it? Because yeah. it's really embarrassing. You might walk out the door. You might not do. <laughs> you might not do a show with me anymore. Okay. You might get up and leave. Are you a ghost whisperer? <laughs> I do have three names. <laughs> um, I discovered something on accident. You know, I was driving here obviously Mm -hmm. long drive and i i have a you know i I listen to apple music and they have like recommended playlists yeah and one of them was called guitar throwback and i was like let's see what's on here and the first thing that hit me this is not embarrassing it weird it's weird was like i knew every song on a throwback playlist which which officially makes me an adult right like i knew all of the songs yeah. What? That was weird. I was like, wasn't this song on the radio the other day? No, it wasn't. It was not on the radio the other day. <laughs> Ten years ago. It was ago. on the radio the other decade, right. but it wasn't the other day. <laughs> um, and so anyway, I just, like, I, I, knew the, I knew the first song, I knew the second song, I knew the third song. I was like, I'm just going to let this play and see, like, how, how far, far into this playlist I get. Um, anyway, what I found out on the drive that... Um, I'm sh- I'm struggling with potentially having a crisis about okay 
is I knew every word to the Linkin Park song in the end. Oh, I also might know all those words. And it was it was a weird moment for me because I never listened to Linkin Park, but oh. I knew that song played a lot. Every though. word. How? Also, if you worked in retail, it's possible I did that you've heard in retail. it. How did I know every word to that song? And I and what was weird is like I was confused as I was singing it. Right. Because <laughs> I had yeah. this look of confusion no, on my face. No, there are face. songs that we can all admit there are songs that we should know, we should all know the words to. Right. Because we listen to them a million times. Yes. But then there are songs, I think we all know all the words to at least one song. On accident? That, yeah. It was on accident. Yes. I did not do that on purpose. It was really I wonder, strange. But I also know all the words to that song. Even that weird like rap part. Yeah, there's it was a, weird. that song has a lot of words. It has in a it, lot. Actually. It has too many words. It's not like knowing a song that like mbop. Okay, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. We can all get that one. I, I hope. Do I know all the words to mbop? <laughs> I, I probably do. <laughs> I hope not. Something else happened. Um, do you remember that time, like in the late '90s, where every song, like you just you you couldn't understand what they were saying. But it was just a lot of like, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, all of them. I knew all the hairs to like these songs. The... I have one. I have one ready. Oh, well, it's not super ready. Do you remember this one? Like all the extra like here we go vocals. Yeah, is this or gonna just... play? Let's see. Do you remember this one? <laughs> Do you remember that? What is he saying? But I know the song. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> eyes. <laughs> There's eyes coming up in this. this do you remember this one? I don't know if I do. Wait, here it's gonna it's gonna speed up in a minute. You're gonna know it. The angel opens her yeah. Eyes. The eye has. Yeah. There's something about blue eyes, ready? All of this. No, this is how music sounded for a long time. They were all just like. It was just like a noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I knew all of those. They were all like that. Yes. It was so weird. Like Creed. Just over and over to different like melodies. Right. Anyway. I don't. I wonder what that. Because that's got to be a style of singing. What is that? Why is it so catchy? I don't even know what they're saying, but I'm like in the car driving through Kingman like, man, well, as I don't even know like what's happening. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there yeah, there was a generation of people that sang with that weird mm-hmm. with that weird sounding yeah. voice. Pearl Jam, who knows yeah. what any no, of those all, lyrics yeah, are. They all did it. I don't know if it was like they thought maybe they just all were inspired by Pearl Jam. Everyone, but everyone's inspired by Pearl Jam. Or maybe it's supposed to just sound like really. Uh, Lincoln Park was passionate. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway, I just there eventually got to a point. This is a really long playlist, but it eventually got to the point where I did not no know, song. and I was like, oh, thank goodness, because now you can move on. Just wow, but I am now officially at an age where I am more familiar with a throwback playlist than I am with the current playlist. Which I don't know if that's a horrible thing. I'm okay with that. There are songs I hear, I've heard recently, that I'm just like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why? 
there's a song that I don't, it's not even particularly new, but I heard it in a store once, and it's uh, it's that "Call Me Maybe" girl. Oh yeah, Carly Rae Jensen, Jepsen. Mm-hmm. Three names also. Oh, Ghost is it Whisper. the '90s again? Um, she wears a choker. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the lyrics, the main chorus is, to the song is, yeah. "I really, 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 really like you." Is it? Yeah, multiple reallys. I might okay. be off by one. Okay. But there's at least three. Okay. I really, 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 really like you. Oh. And I was like, that can't be real, right? It's real. It's well, real. Playing in a store. Do you? Rem- I can tell you how that happened. Do you remember all the small things? Oh, yeah. All the small things. True care. Truth brings. Yeah. That's Those are the lyrics. Like, it's just like two words right. at a time. Oh, yeah. And that sells. Yes. No, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just sells. Is this, are we talking about music? In I this? don't know. I was just telling you something that I hate about myself. <laughs> that was how no, I, I think, I do think, I do think we could, um, if everyone could figure out the song that they accidentally know the lyrics to, it yeah. might tell you something about yourself. But how you find out what song yeah. you accidentally know the lyrics to, it's just, God's timing. I just want to, I, I want it to not be my fault. That's <laughs> what I want. I don't want to bear any responsibility. Well, it could be Linkin Park's fault. I don't want to bear any responsibility for this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, well, you're right. Hi. Yep. I'm Joy. Yep. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host and Summer. And um, I had a thought mm. lying in bed this week. So you know how in the movie Cars, um, like so in that universe, yeah, like the cars are people, yes, right, <laughs> yes. But so, are they speaking English or like if I went to that alternate universe, <laughs> would it just be horns blaring, <laughs> or are they speaking English? I thought you, you were gonna ask the question. Do they get car insurance or life insurance? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know how that works either. But <laughs> right? I was just wondering if they're like... I want to know how that came into your brain. I don't know. That's so ra- that is so <laughs> random. I guess I just thought about being in that... Yeah. Because it takes place in our world. So yeah. it's like some sort of dystopian future. So do the cars sure. become self-aware right. or do we evolve into cars right in the in the pixar timeline cars is far into the future right because they've become self-aware if okay. you know the pixar so then it would just be honking theory it's but there also is versions of honking because they right. have foreign cars in that yeah universe and french ones but if we were there wait that is foreign to us <laughs> and french ones do the french make a lot of cars i don't know um i know the italians do yeah um but so they like, wear stripes on their clothes. <laughs> they're fast. What? Um, but yeah, so to us, right? if we went there, yeah, it would just be honking? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. That's, that's too far into the Pixar conspiracy <laughs> theory for me to function. But they are self-aware. Or unless they learn to speak English. They're self-aware because it happens like before Wally. And Wally's like way into the future. 
You yeah, you need to study the Pixar timeline. I think I'm right about that. It's been several years since I've looked into this <laughs> deeply important topic, but I'm almost positive. And I'll look into this again. Okay. But I guess I'm just wondering. Yeah. Brave is the connection point. Never mind. I'm not going to go too far into this. We can talk about this offline. What does that mean? The witch in in Brave she had something to do with everything becoming self-aware. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. You haven't studied this. Except for what about Beauty and the Beast? Everything was aware in that. That's not a part of Pixar. It is now. They adopted each other. (laughs) Okay. Okay, fine. (laughs) I'll come up with a better answer for you. I don't know. Because Lumiere was a candlestick. Yeah, but in the original Pixar, but that was a magical transformation. We're just we're just in Pixar world, though. Maybe this is a part of the extended Beauty and the Beast universe. Mm. Is cars and obviously the, we were talking the about the witch French. put a curse on the cars, well, the people, and turned them all into cars. So then they do speak English or French or Italian or yes. whatever, not honking. Would that make you feel better? I don't know. It just seems like a really stressful place to visit for humans if they don't. Like the humans are us, gone. We left the planet. I know, but if ship. we went to visit, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. if we traveled forward in time yeah. and it was just honking. I got lost on Route 66 once. Oh yeah, trying to get home. I took the wrong exit, and then I ended up on Route 66, which was like kind of creepy and out well, of yeah, the way. Because generally, you take the road that like that goes parallels right next to it. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, okay. well, hey right. guys, I'm, you're so welcome for that. Whatever that was. <laughs> um, we are here today <laughs> to interview each other. We did this once before, mm-hmm. and um, you know we love having guests, and we love our guests, and we've had really cool guests. But Joy remains my favorite person to have on the show. So <laughs> I mean, <Wow. laughs> I mean that's actually if I could a compliment, considering we've had a lot of really we've had. We have, but we I have wouldn't. Piercy on. I wouldn't be able to do a podcast with any of the other ones because none of them know about the Pixar theory. No, none of them even care. Or about weird '90s music. And you didn't even yep. leave me when I told you that I knew a Lincoln Park song. Well, I mean, I might know them on purpose. I might know the lyrics <laughs> on purpose to Lincoln Park. <laughs> Who am I to judge? We are really this is an expose <laughs> today. <laughs> Anyway, so um, who should go first? I have a couple. I have a couple serious questions, and then a couple just random questions. So I can start, or you can go first. Whatever. Um, I was like feeling somewhat confident asking you my questions, and then I realized that I was going to have to answer questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can go first then if you want. Um. Okay. I really hope I haven't asked this question Mm. before. I don't think I have. Okay. It's kind of like a cliche question. Okay. But I'm hoping. I have to be creative? Ugh, no, I'm hard. hoping that our answer oh. departs from like the typical cliche answer that would normally accompany this question. Okay. So my question is, what is something that you'd tell your 15-year-old self? Oh. So the implication of that question is that you'd listen, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that I think I think sure. commonly, like if you asked anyone, yeah, in media, they'd be like, "Well, I'd tell myself that like I was worth it, and to not worry oh. about that kind of thing." So this is where I'm suggesting that maybe 
our 30 year old selves would tell our mm-hmm. like I would tell my 15 year old self mm-hmm. like you're a sinner repent and mm-hmm. like before God you're only humble that's your only position okay <laughs> so you just go preach the gospel to yourself <laughs> my answer can't beat that so <laughs> feel like I've been played <laughs> A little bit. Well, I mean, I just mean like, as Christians, we should have a different right. response to like that question. The other than oh, yeah. saying like telling your fifteen-year-old self yeah. that you're beautiful and don't worry about oh yeah your pimples See, or whatever. I have such a hard time with that question because I didn't care about my pimples when I was fifteen. I didn't even have any. Yeah, you do have really nice. Skin. I have more pimples now than I did when I was fifteen. <laughs> uh, so, um. I, and then I wouldn't do any of that weird, like, self-esteem stuff. Because because I'm a Christian, I think I had too much self-esteem. Like, well, I, I liked myself too much. Problem, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then because of the sovereignty of God and my legitimate contentedness with where I'm at, I wouldn't want to, like, go throw a huge wrench in the timeline or anything and be like, don't take that job, take that job, or do that degree, not that. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. Right. I don't think I would want to do any of that. You don't feel the need to t- like give yourself some Spoiler beneficial alert, information or, yeah. or anything. I wouldn't want to like change. It's hard because the first thing that comes to my mind is I don't want to change the timeline of my life. Well, so I guess it's not necessarily something that would change the entire timeline. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you would have wanted your 15-year-old self to know. Mm, to know. Well, I knew the gospel. Right. I had great skin. <laughs> um, even if it was just like, even if it was just, look, I'm not going to tell you like that you're beautiful and perfect because here's mm-hmm. what actually matters. Yeah. This is this thing that actually matters. So like mm-hmm. you telling your 15 year old self that like to, to, to practice obedience to God doesn't mean they're going to. Right. But if you could say like, hey, dummy. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, man. See, I already didn't really care what people thought. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't caught up in any of that. Um, I don't really think I needed to do better in school. What if it was, what if you were like, Hey, have you been listening to Linkin Park? Like, is there any way you know the words to that song? Do not listen to Linkin Park. Um, you know, wear your retainer for sure. I should have okay. worn my retainer. My top teeth are still straight, but my bottom are not. Well, you can hide those. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh! I honestly. What if it was like embrace your curly hair earlier? I know. Maybe I could give myself like tips on how to like have curly hair because I didn't know back then. Or even if you're just like, you know nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. I don't I don't know. That's so hard. I think maybe if I could change something, uh, or it would be that I wish I would have cared a little bit more about college and my grades. I know that that is cliche, but I wish. Well, what if I you had. had been able to give yourself like a perspective on what your education should have been? Like, it's not yeah. about just getting through it. It's about yeah becoming a type of person who's disciplined and right. learn like can learn things. Yeah, because and... when I look back now, it really isn't about knowing all the nitty gritty. It really isn't about your GPA, but just the discipline of the work 
Right. Like, I wish I had that sooner. Because now, as opposed to 15 years ago, I really enjoy the discipline right. of work. And, and you see the benefit. I see the value yeah. in it. And I feel like I didn't see the value in it. Because I could get good grades without really doing a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, so I just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm totally fine with an A minus or a B, and I don't care. So the bare minimum, the bare which doesn't minimum. lead to you really the discipline. Knowing. You don't get the discipline. Yeah, I think if I could change anything, it would be that. But all the stupid mistakes I made and dumb turns, like I really wouldn't change any of them. And that's not like a go me, everything's great. It's like a, I wouldn't want to change my timeline. I wouldn't want to do that in yeah. this in this alternate universe. I really wouldn't. Okay. Because then everything in my life now would be different and that sounds terrible. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. You would give yourself That's the gospel good. and I would be like, "Can you just get some work done?" Well, please? no. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just think I I do think I think I'd maybe be like, "Hey, you think a little bit too much about yourself." Don't Stop thinking all? about yourself for oh, a second. Oh man. Oh, man, that's part of the curse, man. <laughs> Are we taking turns? Am I asking you now? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, what is your driving pet peeve? Like a pet peeve on the road. Oh. <laughs> Everyone knows mine, I think. If you've listened to the show, you know mine. My husband knows mine. Wait, what is yours? Slow left lane oh, yeah. drivers. Okay. Yes. You're a slow driver. You belong in the right lane. You're yeah. going to it's kill us personal. all. It's, it's just nothing personal. You're just you're being rude. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's it. Stay in the right lane if you're yeah. slow. Um I think well, it kind of dep- I hate I mean I just really hate um uh and I don't know if this is a situation as in other places as much as it is here. But like yielding situations. Oh yeah. Um, uh-huh. I'm serious, especially in Tempe where we are right uh-huh. now. Um, you have your freeway exit and yeah. you have your access road. Yeah. And the access road is supposed to yield to the people getting off of the freeway. Obviously. Right? Yes. Um, they have lower visibility. They're going faster. Yes. All that stuff. Yep. Um, that people don't do that in Tempe. They <laughs> no, just they don't, don't do it. They don't, they don't do it. And so <laughs> no. people who are getting off the freeway have to stop. Basically stop. On the freeway ramp. Yes. And wait mm-hmm. for everyone who just wants to go. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, and I think it. it's not even... There's stuff that like is a peeve because... It's just selfishness. And it's like, you're yeah. willing to risk all of our lives just so you can get to your place. Like, so you can make up the two, two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe you missed one red light. Right. But with the yielding thing, it's like people just, it's like they see the sign and they're like, look at that pretty artwork oh, on the side of the road. It doesn't mean it. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't think most people know what yield yeah. means. No. <laughs> but yeah, that. That one. Oh it's goodness. more irritating when, you know, now I live, I've lived in Tempe. I've mm-hmm. lived near freeway access road situations mm-hmm. and it's more, it's more of a pet peeve then, but yeah, you know, when I moved to Georgia, the people at stop, like stop signs, four way mm-hmm. stops, they thought the polite thing to do was to oh, just let yeah. everybody else mm-hmm. go first yeah. because of that, like. 
southern well, which hospitality is worse, thing politeness yes or selfishness yes. so what would happen Why can't is we all just do no just the follow law. the rules of the road <laughs> so we would all pull up to a stop sign and let's say i got there second i got there after someone right. and they'd sit there and wave at me to go because they're like smiling and being like i'm polite. not waiting like, for you to out no, of politeness. no you got here first you need to <laughs> right. go why do i have to break the rules of the road right. so you can feel nice yeah. Because then, and then like we're waiting there forever. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then finally I'm like, okay, this person, this and then person. And we both in, try to go at the same time. we both try to go and yep. you do that whole thing. Yeah. And it's just horrible. And it's because it's you guys horrible. don't know what the other person's thinking. So just obey the law. It's beneficial to follow the rules of the road. <laughs> yes. Because in that way, everyone's thinking the same. It's literally the only way. That we can drive. That we can all think the same thing. <laughs> yes. Is by just following those rules. Yes. Oh my goodness. People in the South, listen, just don't do that. Stop Driving it. is not about politeness. No. It is purely an efficient function. Yes. Until we all become cars, okay? <laughs> right before Wally <laughs> cleans up the planet. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mm. This is an interesting one. Okay. Do I have enough yerba? Yep. So I want to talk to you, or I want you to talk about. Oh, that made my stomach drop. You know um, when somebody tells you we need to talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Like what oh. about what? What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> um, I want you to talk about um, true crime. Okay. So like, what sort of mm-hmm. allows you? Mm-hmm. to be interested in that kind of thing shouldn't mm-hmm. we not be mm-hmm. focusing on that kind of thing and like isn't it sort of dark and evil stuff to p- mm-hmm. put into your mind yeah is it in poor taste okay when you say you're a true true crime fan does that mean you like love murders <laughs> okay and oh like, I got people who are mm-hmm. assaulted and you just yes. like that 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 happens or what Okay, so this is something I've been thinking about for at least a year, like really okay. trying to figure out because the, the the true crime phenomenon is largely a female one. Yes. True crime is a, a female fascination. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that is backed up by statistics. And mm-hmm. if you look at the true crime landscape of like. Who are the who are the big true crime authors, the the revered ones? They're almost always typically oh, yeah. women. Who are the true crime podcasters that are big? Almost mm. always women. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a phenomenon in our culture, um, and it largely belongs to women. And I remember a year ago saying to Eric, I was like, I want to figure out why women are so into this genre. Yeah. Like, what is it? And so I've been... Well, like, and a lot of people have been into it for a long time. Yeah. It's not like a bunch of women just... Suddenly. It's like it's like this group was established... Right. ...officially that always kind of existed. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I grew up watching 2020 on Friday night. I've always been into it. 2020. Barbara Walters. And my mom's into it. Yeah. And, like... Um... So I mean, maybe not. To, I'm not saying my mom is into it the ex, to the extent. Right. But my mom always like. Right. We'd go to the Grand Canyon and mm-hmm. we'd look through the book of like deaths that occurred there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like that's just weirdness that's that like, you had to know. Yeah. Um, 
So the the theory that I've landed on and I've gone across a couple and I've asked the question, like, is this a weird, dark thing? Is this like a fascination with the ugly? Right. Um, I can't I can't answer for, you know, I'm not a psychologist. So I don't know if people are studying this or whatever. Mm-hmm. For me, what it is, is a sense of I get a sense of preparedness from it. I think that I think that I am hyper aware that I live in a sinful world that's dangerous. And so when I hear stories, especially like the I survived stories, yeah. stories from survivors, um, I want to know how people have escaped horrible situations. Yeah. Should I ever find myself in one? Mm-hmm. Like and or when horrible situations happened, well, what were like the factors? Like I want to know what the factors are. How did this person's house get broken into? Because I want to check my house for that. Yeah. Um, things like that. Like I, I, what I realize is that when I'm listening to these things and it, and it details like, and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened, I'm actually checking, I'm doing an inventory of my mm. own life. Like, okay, so she was able to run this far. Like, could I run this far in these shoes that I'm wearing right now? Yeah. Or, and then she had this this tool that enabled her to do this and get away. Do I have that tool? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm always, whenever I'm, if I'm reading a book or listening to a podcast or watching 2020, I'm doing an inventory um, in my own life on those on those things. And then, I'm also curious about the the people who, the perpetrators in these mm-hmm. horrible crimes. I'm kind of doing a checklist of like, okay, what does their life look like? Because I want to make sure my life doesn't look like that. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously these are actually very legalistic things. Like, you know, let's say, um, let's say a, a murderer was, you know, he was really into going to McDonald's every day. I'm not saying like, oh, okay, well, I'm for sure not going to go to McDonald's. to metal. Right. I'm going to be like, well, now I know metal causes murder. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is I am looking for patterns and then trying to be aware of them. Yeah. Um, So that that's my fascination with Mm -hmm. it is just all those different factors. And then I'm I'm doing an inventory in my own life. And I think I think for women, we have a sense of powerlessness being the weaker sex being that almost any male over the age of 16 is stronger than me is a more vulnerable position to be in like in, well in the world if you listen to any amount of true crime generally the perpetrator is going to be Tip- one typically, gender and if it's the victim if it's physical yeah. if it's physical that's right um women and not always it's not always that no way, but women but women tend to have to use different means in yeah. order to physically harm a man well and women are, tend to be motivated differently motivated differently and i like to know what those things are um i i i don't feel a um I think you can veer off into a place of just being obsessed with darkness and that needs to be careful attention needs to be paid to that. I don't think there's anything wrong with watching 2020 or, um, you know, I thought up and vanished was like one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. That was great. The f- well, and I'm one. sorry, but that's like, it's not at that point. You're not, we're not even just talking about a fascination with something grim. You're talking about watching a story unfold before you're your watching eyes. about yeah like 
you're hearing it's a very real podcast that helped bring someone to justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am very much justice oriented. Like I like to see justice done. Um, I get very upset when I hear stories about people who, you know, should have had the death penalty and right. they get out after eight years. Yeah. And, you know, just the things like that, like justice and how things play out in, in law is also really interesting to me. Um, but like I said, I think you can, there are, there are things probably in the true crime world that I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to. I wouldn't watch. They just are not, um, they're, they're dark and weird and just, I'm sure those are there and I stay intentionally away from that. Um, And you can, you can, uh, you can become obsessed to with darkness and and you know maybe just like hearing gory details and I don't think I don't think that's what we should be putting in our minds all the time well I think because of the um, surplus of content for the true crime lover Mm -hmm. now is a great time Mm -hmm. because you can actually there are certain shows that you can be like I'm not gonna listen to that because there's a lot of detail they give a lot of detail on that show no I'm not and then there are some that are like no, we're we keep it kind of light. We're gonna keep it up. We're trying from, to focus on right. like the victims mm-hmm. and not so much mm-hmm. like right keep the perpetrators right. famous and all that stuff. You know, right? But I mean, that's part of why I love Sherlock Holmes is the process of bringing justice about right. um, the mystery and and how you bring about justice. And so it's not really so much like I love dark things. It's like we live in a sinful fallen world and here's how we handle it when it becomes really intense kind of thing for me. And I, I don't, I, like I said, I don't know if that speaks to all women, uh, but it is something I've been wondering about. Like, I don't know. I don't think I know any dudes that care about that would be like, Ooh, 2020 is on. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> I try and talk to Matthew about it and there's some stuff that he finds interesting, but sure. some stuff is just, He's like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's really dark, and why He's not, are you? Yeah, when I turn on, like, you know, investigation discovery or something, yeah. Eric's like, seriously. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think people are interested in, because of, I'm not going to give, like, a number statistic, but because of God's common grace and his kindness to us, mm-hmm. most of us can't imagine Mm-hmm. actually wanting to like seriously hurt Mm-mm. another person right um right and honestly a lot of you know it's funny that you bring up up and vanished i think it was in up and vanished that the that guy that they, they interviewed talked about how like m- statistically most murders follow the first murder cain and abel mm-hmm. and how it's like mm-hmm. it's someone that you know yes and it's it's a like it's a flash. instant act, yeah. usually motivated by jealousy. Yeah. Um, and just in a way, it's like that connection mm-hmm. is super interesting. Yeah. The fact that we all, it's not like morbid fascination. It's just like, what would make someone feel like what they had to do someone... something like that? Right. Um, and, and then there's obviously like a lot of, uh, I don't know, like feelings for the victim. And Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't think it's obviously there's an unhealthy level, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong to hear a story and just be Mm -hmm. like, wow. And just feel so sorry for that. Mm -hmm. That would happen to someone. Yeah. Um, I don't want to live. I don't want to live in a fantasy world. I don't. Right. uh, It would be, 
it would make me more uncomfortable if I just pretended like no, nothing bad was ever happening. Like I, I don't have the energy to live like that. I'm not saying right. I need to needlessly expose myself to the bad things that are happening. Yeah. But I think that we have to live in reality and, uh, you know, yeah. Is there a time to turn off the news? Absolutely. There's a time to turn off true crime. There's a time to turn off true Absolutely. crime. Um, but I don't think you also need to like fly by the channel or pretend like these things aren't happening um, because that's just not that's not reality. Right. Uh, also, if you don't like it, you don't have to. This right, is not like <laughs> this is not a full endorsement no. or saying that you should participate. No. Not everyone has to like all the same things. No. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, what is what's the biggest thing that has surprised you so far about being married? Um, See, because I'm I'm interested in your perspective because you have you were almost you were 29, mm-hmm. and so you were an, like a for real adult. Yeah, you had been, and you had spent time in your adulthood around married couples. Yeah. So unlike people who get married right off the bat, mm-hmm. I'm interested in what would have surprised you because I think you had you had so much exposure. Yeah. To in your adult life to other married couples. Um, and that's got to be a perspective that's different than someone who got married at 20. Yeah. And hadn't really had a, an adult life yet yeah. and been around other married couples, but just been married themselves. Right. So what's something that has has or ha- I mean, maybe something maybe nothing has surprised you, but I kind of doubt that. Oh, yeah. No, there's been. <laughs> OK, what's the biggest one <laughs> that you can share? Um, (laughs) out loud (laughs) the biggest one is just sometimes I think it comes as a surprise like and maybe this is a a a woman thing or maybe it's more of like a communicator type personality I don't even know if like I'm just I'm not talking about Myers-Briggs or anything I'm just talking about people being different so this is either like a type of person or a woman thing or I don't know but there are legitimately some, not even like arguments or disagreements, like just there are things that you will say to your spouse and they will not understand them <laughs> yes. in the way that you said. And then you'll do the same thing. Yes. Like mm-hmm. you'll totally. Yeah. Like so, uh-huh. you know, you see, I see on the Internet so often I see on yes. on, t- in, on TV and movies in real life, you see. Um, like you're what you're actually watching is like a misunderstanding. Yes, happen. Uh huh. And it's really a lot. <laughs> it's surprisingly how like it's what's surprising is how innocent the misunderstanding is. Yes. So obviously, it's really good to just when that happens, like yeah. just chalk it up to a misunderstanding and not yep. like draw it into this whole right huge thing because we can. That unsurprisingly is our, that's our MO is that we want to be understood. Right. And we want the person to know and Uh feel what we're feeling. Yeah. And all that. But sometimes you will say something and they just won't ever get it the way that you mean it. Yes. It's so true. (laughs) Something, this is so true. And it's not even like with, 
like I said, I don't want to make it seem like it's in arguments or something. No, because it's in not regular, just, just in everyday general. communication. Yeah. It's like it's just a very different brain communicating right. with a very different brain. And even physiologically, physically, like the female brain and the male brain are so different. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's something I've for sure learned, too, is is really being intentional in your communication. You have to learn how to communicate with your spouse. Right. With the spouse that you have. Um, This is what this sounds like. This is what this sounds like. Well, and just not like and if it is in an argument or if it turns into an argument, Mm -hmm. not focusing on getting your pound of flesh, but just being like, we just misunderstood each other. Yeah. Can we just. I didn't mean that. The way what you heard was definitely not what I meant. And believing the best. Believing the best. Because that is one thing. Like, I mean, I see that in relationships all the time, specifically over the Internet. Yeah. Where someone says, no, I didn't mean it like that. And the person goes, well, yes, you did because you said it this and this way. And it's like, (laughs) no, I didn't. You're not talking to me anymore. You're accusing me of saying something I I didn't didn't mean, you know. Yeah. Um, And so that's like. Yep. Avoiding that kind of. Yep. Interaction. Yeah. But yeah, there's some stuff that. Mm hmm. It'll just be taken. It's like translated to completely. And then you're like surprised, right? Because they're like, "Well, well, because it totally made sense to me, right? You said this thing, and it made me feel this way, and you're like, but I didn't mean that at all. (laughs) And yeah, no, for sure, learning how to communicate is a really big one, and and being gracious in, like, okay, so I I hear this word this way, but my spouse doesn't, right? So being gracious with that. And then learning how to communicate to the spouse that you have. Yeah. It's really important. And I totally agree. That's a huge, huge thing. It was Sometimes like, we'll preface a statement with, okay, so <laughs> you might hear this wrong. Here's what I'm intending. Here's what I'm hoping right. for. Here's what I'm trying to say. If you hear it any other way or like, um, sometimes we'll be like, or any other adjectives. Like I'll ask like, are you upset? Or any other adjectives that <laughs> might mean the same thing. <laughs> like, because maybe, you know, maybe I would say I'm frustrated, but I wouldn't say I'm upset. You know what I mean? Right. Just trying to really understand the other person. And I don't mean we should make it complicated. No, yeah. But we just don't need to do the work to yeah. be on the same page. Right. Yeah. That's so funny. No, yeah. Super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It is, yeah, being married is kind of mm-hmm. a funny thing. And then you think you sometimes I think the other thing that's surprising is sometimes you think you're a certain way and <laughs> you're really still the same old way. Yeah. You were. Yes. Like when you when you get married as an adult and you have like a whole decade basically yeah. between when you live with your parents, mm-hmm. you think like you've become a very different person than you were when you lived with your parents. Sure. Um, but there's a lot that's <laughs> remained yeah. the same. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's funny. I would say that would be my answer too. For sure. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's luckily, yeah, I find myself in this position to most commonly like just laugh. Right. That kind of thing. Right. But, um, yeah, it's funny. Um, Okay. Okay. This question. She just put her finger up. So here we go. (laughs) Okay. This is actually, it's funny because I want to ask this question because I do genuinely want to know 
what you think, and I think we will have a blast with this question. <laughs> okay, I'm so ready. But it's also, in a funny way, like, I've had people message me, I don't know if you've had people message theologians or whatever, asking about, like, critical thinking and what books they can read to be better at critical thinking. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, to me, this is a hilarious epistemology question. Okay. Is cereal soup? No. Why? Soup is hot. What about gazpacho? Who would eat that? Which is like a traditionally that's, cold soup. No, that's something from the, the Alien movie. It is. It is a real <laughs> soup. No. It is. No. Then <laughs> it is in its traditional. Then why isn't cold. it called gazpacho soup? I mean. It is soup. I got you there. It's definitely soup. <laughs> Just so you know, I don't think cereal is soup. Okay. So we're on the same side. Okay. But why don't you think? But this is how that. we have to work through it. Okay. Because traditional, like people would say, well, no, soup has to be hot. Okay. It's like, well, okay, but no, not all soup has to be hot. What soup other so, than gazpacho? Right. So there we have one example <laughs> okay. of a soup not being hot. Okay. Second of all, yeah. Um, soup is, would you say like, primarily savory like or yeah. or yes like it's not typically sweet no it's not no. like a sweet uh-uh. dessert type flavored thing no 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 now there is a swedish soup oh. that is like sweet well, it's like blueberries and something that makes me want to the fart. swedes i don't oh, know i'm, I'm sorry if you're it. swedish i love you <laughs> but mm, no so again we have one example yeah of an outlier Mm-mm. that doesn't meet the common criteria right for soup. But not most of them are hot. Um and then they're also like um I would say like meat mm-hmm. or vegetable based like stock. They have yes, like a stock, have a stock or, yeah, or a, broth. They have a base, yeah. Um and uh uh-uh. uh no. So I think that okay. So this is this is a I listened to a podcast on this, and yeah. I kid you not, they said the word epistemology in this podcast. I mean, I love that. And I was so excited about it. Epistemology, food, I'm there. Because what they had to do, and what you have to ask yourself is, okay, why is cereal not soup? Because, because it's not. Because it's, it's not. Cereal isn't soup. So how do we know that cereal is not soup? Okay. Now, it's, very, it's uh-huh. simple enough to go through the examples that we just talked about. Yeah. But the ultimate question is, like, how do we know what we know? Is anything anything? Because right. some people, some crazy psychopaths out there think that hot dogs are sandwiches, and they're not. They're not sandwiches. They're not. They're, they're hot, hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's science. So. <laughs> well, because standpoint epistemology is wrong. Right. We cannot believe in standpoint epistemology because we're Christians. Right. But also, we don't believe in, we're not necessarily, like, conventional epistemology, so we don't believe that just because most people think that cereal sure. isn't soup, yeah. that that's what makes it but not words soup. words have meaning. You don't get to change them. Right. Exactly. Soup is soup and cereal is cereal. Right. They're two fundamentally different things. Yes. Now there's different types of cereal and there's different types of soup. And that's fine. But they don't need to be the same thing. There's no crossover here. Um, Because they're two different things. They're two different things. Just like a hot dog doesn't need to no. be a sandwich because it's fine. Just because something has a lot of liquid in it doesn't With make it, it soup. Right. That's not how that works. Right. Also, some people would say... Is chili soup? Cereal technically is... Ooh, now that's a debate that you might want not want to spark between some people. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> um, I won't. Um, but uh, Or cereal chili. Ew. 
Wait, what were we about Gross. to say? Because it sounded super interesting. Oh gosh, what was I about to say? Some people would say. <laughs> oh, like some people, some people feel the need to say things like cereal is soup. Why? Why though? Just because I can't prove to you that cereal isn't soup doesn't mean cereal is cereal soup. is soup. Just because you can find one outlier example, yeah, of each one of those things doesn't mean that I right that that cereal is now soup. That's correct. Um, and it doesn't mean that a hot dog is a sandwich. This is a necessary conversation, not because of the soup, but because of the logic. Right. So that's the thing is like, yeah, we can't all just go around saying whatever we want is whatever we want. Right. Like, it's okay. And would it make sense if you were like, I hate cereal, therefore I can no longer eat soup? Right. It wouldn't make any sense. Right. Or does that mean, so like if you went to a restaurant and you paid for a bowl of soup and they brought you a bowl of cereal, would you be like, oh, great. This oh, looks this delicious. Oh, exactly what I wanted. Right. <laughs> That's a great so question. So it's important in it application. Important. Yeah. But it's also, yeah, it talks like this whole, the podcast that they went into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and those questions that I just asked you, she pulled a bunch of people and initially they were like, no, cereal is not soup. Mm-hmm. But after she gave those examples that I just gave, mm-hmm. like a lot, like half of them changed their mind. See, that's how easy it is. And then some is. of them changed their mind to say, I don't know. That's how easy it is. And that was the big takeaway from the podcast. That was yeah. the big takeaway from the question yeah. for me is is that cereal like that was ultimately Yeah. That is the that is the answer to is cereal soup. Okay. It makes people say, I don't know. Right. Like you give them a few outliers. Really bad arguments. Yes. And and they go, I don't know what cereal is anymore. <laughs> I have to bridge this. I have to bridge this. <laughs> okay. Because you you gave me an excellent tool okay. to answer the next question that I had for you. Okay. But I had a short answer for it prepared okay. in case you threw it back at me. Okay. And what I have had on my mind lately, which is the question, I just want to know about something that's been on your mind. It could be anything. It's open-ended. But I figured I would have to answer that. <laughs> Okay. Because you would probably ask me, right? Right. Well, I had my answer. Okay. I want to know your answer. So, people have been doing exactly that, Mm -hmm. throwing it out because of outliers um, lately with the topic of complementarianism. Hmm. So, people have been arguing from the outliers, this is what complementarianism is, therefore... It needs to be destroyed. Oh. Um, I think destroying a whole system because of a few examples, a few bad examples, is not how you... <laughs> a few examples that distort scripture. <laughs> yeah. Is not how you evaluate the goodness of a system. And so what I have are people who are telling me, well, complementarianism is this, and it's this, and it's this. And it's this. And other people will say, well, I've heard also that it's all these terrible mm-hmm. things. And then I asked people a while ago, like, hey, if you're a complementarian, do you believe all these terrible things? Mm-hmm. And it was basically unanimously no. Hmm. So it was basically like, no, cereal is not soup. Right. I know some people think cereal is soup and some people argue that cereal is soup. Right. 
but no one who eats soup and knows what soup is, the majority, right, the vast, is going to say that cereal the vast, is the same. Overwhelming thing. majority of yeah. people who eat soup don't think cereal is well, soup. and and people who come in and just say, well, what if cereal is soup? Don't have the precedent. Like they don't. <laughs> they don't have no. They don't get a seat at dishonest. the table because what they're saying is ridiculous, and it's not just ridiculous because psh, that's. I feel like cereal is not soup. They're ridiculous because cereal is not soup. Cereal is not soup. <laughs> And, and They're you, different. you don't get to characterize <laughs> soup by the qualities of cereal. Now, that doesn't mean cereal doesn't exist. Right. Yes, I know cereal exists. I understand that cereal exists, but cere- the existence of cereal doesn't negate the nature of soup. Right. Right? Yeah. Am I crazy or am I right? No. Epistemology. Right. That's it. So my question for you, <laughs> what has been on your mind? Just something that's been on your mind, because I know you and I... I know a little bit about how your brain works and I go through phases where I'll have this thing that's just like really on my mind. And so I see it everywhere. It's that thing where like if you want to buy a red Honda Pilot, you're driving around, you start seeing red Honda Pilots everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a name for that and I can't remember what it is right oh, yeah. now. Um, but there's a psychological name for that. Yeah. Anyway, I know you and I go through that mm-hmm. where we'll be thinking about this thing It'll be on our minds, and then we'll see it everywhere. I've been doing that with complementarianism lately. Like, I've okay. just been seeing that there are people out there who've come across cereal, and there are people who have told them cereal is soup, and they're like, oh, my goodness, we have to get rid of soup, and just because they don't like cereal. Right. And I've, I'm seeing that. Um, and so it's just been on my mind a lot lately. So, anyway, what's um, yours? I think I know what yours is, maybe. Yeah. I guess... A lot of what, well, a lot of what's been on my mind is how I can be gracious and speak graciously to people that are really ungracious. Or how I can observe lack of grace and move on Mm -hmm. and not be bothered Mm-hmm. By it. Mm-hmm. Well, and to find, I guess, to find the line mm-hmm. versus where you like, there is a line where you confront ungracious mm-hmm. behavior and there is a line where you can, you can just be like, like, bye. <laughs> I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have to interact with you. You know, right. like, I don't, right. I can delete what you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and, it can be hard because what you can do is you can, when you see, when you're constantly bombarded with ungracious um, assumptions or ungracious statements or mm-hmm. um, just people who are not, who are so willing to assume that you're doing something for the wrong reason or with the wrong yeah. intention. Yeah. Um, just their, their first instinct is to assume that you're actually lying instead of just being honest. Right. Or that you've made a mistake instead of maybe they've just misunderstood you. Right. Um, I just, it's hard because everyone talks about it, mm-hmm. especially like in our little yeah. group. That's hard to um, put in practice than it is to talk about it. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I don't, it's easy to talk about and it's easy to rant about. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there is this moment mm-hmm. where I'm going to come face to face, air quotes maybe there if you're on the internet, because generally, generally this kind of behavior does not exist in real life. Right. Because people are, are I'm sorry, but 
you're so deluded and cowardly that you think you can get away with sin if you don't actually do it in the presence of another human. Right. That's never been the standard. Nope. Um, ever. Nope. <laughs> like if you steal and nobody sees you do it. Is it it's still stealing? still wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Got it. Good, good. So, uh, but it's hard. There are some people that like, it's not worth getting into that conversation with because they actually are so ungracious that they don't care and they think that they're right. There are people that, um, you know, I don't know where this is going to fall. This episode is going to fall in line with the other episodes that we've done, but we did an episode where I talked about lying and to an extent, it's almost like I didn't, and I said this to you earlier, Summer, like I wasn't trying to reinvent a definition of lying but we have created this weird version of lying not lying on the internet where we say stuff that isn't true and we can't even we don't even realize it's that that that's lying <laughs> like when you say something that's not true because we our own feelings are so right right we're so quick to validate our own feelings as true yes and we so i think at this i think well somewhere in there there is a moment where you, st- I think it, it's not really interacting with ungraciousness as much as it is like standing up for yourself and just kind of being like, hey, look, I can't have a conversation with you if you're going to assume the worst of everything I say. So bye. Um, but I also, you know, to an extent, I think it's in a way. So if you're constantly being approached with ungraciousness, graciousness should be your response to that i know that seems a little bit on the nose but what you have here is you have an issue of a group of people a whole culture niche of people um that are enjoying we've taken so we've taken this we're we're behaving like the world by the way Mm -hmm. but in our minds uh Christians, a certain niche of Christians, we have taken this view of uh, presuppositional apologetics where we know that Christians know truth. We can understand objective truth. We know that soup isn't cereal. Um, And we know that, like, so we have a reason. Mm -hmm. We have this reason defense. Mm -hmm. We know why things are the way that they are. Mm -hmm. And we abuse it by becoming judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we love doing that is because we love being God. We love being that. Yeah. <laughs> we love being the arbiter of justice. Mm-hmm. We love deciding what's right and wrong. And then that extra little. Um, That's right. Like the fact that we have it right. We actually do have the ability to mm-hmm. be certain about things. And we can we can give a reason defense for our objective truth. Yeah. And things like that. We take it and we abuse it. To where we decide that we get to make a judgment. That's right. And then we get to rule. That's right. On what the um, the implication or the consequence mm-hmm. of that judgment is. Um, and so we, all, I think we all know that that's happening. We hear everyone talking about it. So I'm not, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, what is the thing that that I could be missing here. Like what is the what is the um what is the benefit 
of just constantly being faced with this problem and just being irritated by it Mm -hmm. or just, you know, having a problem and calling Christians out Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like, I don't totally have, I don't, I don't have the answer for Mm -hmm. what, for what the issue, like how to fix it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's not my answer to have. I think that God's faithful to sanctify us (laughs) and um, there's a lot of behavior Right. That can be sanctified. Like we, it's, it's become very, and you know, maybe it's, it's God's gift to us because it's revealing our sin that we all think we don't have. Like we generally like to think that we're doing all right. You get right. to hit this like certain point. Right. In your sanctification where you're like, well, you know, like I'm kind of doing this and I'm, you know, maybe not reading my Bible as much as, but I really know a lot of stuff and I really do trust God and right. Um, and then we just spew at each other. Nastiness. We treat each other like we're not like the other person's not even human. Right. And I'm sorry, but that, that really reveals a lot. Um, and so if anything, what I've been thinking about is that it's an encouragement to me to make sure I'm not that Mm -hmm. way. Because it can be easy to delete right. someone's email mm-hmm. because I'm being ungracious. Right. It can also, but I also am allowed to delete people's emails. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, right. And so it's important that we take care with this very important mm-hmm. tool that we've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Well, and it's, it's the, the Matthew 10, be wise as serpents innocent or gentle as doves yeah um it's that that balance of of well what does that mean um wouldn't wouldn't a serpent be the opposite of a dove yeah and it's that i think it's that that balance that's difficult oh yeah people you tend to fall into a ditch on those things um and then you know if you're being wise but you're acting only as a serpent, then you're lashing out at people. Yeah. And then if you're being a dove, well, you're probably not really doing the work of being around people. Right. Because <laughs> um, you're flying away. Yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be simple about it. I'm not trying to be silly, but to be simple about it yeah. and to, to utilize that imagery, um, it's, it's difficult to be both, but we are called to be both. Right. To be both. Well, yeah, because then you get this, you get this, uh, age-old argument between the serpents and the doves. Right. Which one Calling, of us is more right. Christ-like? Right. And it's like, well, <laughs> both of you. Neither of you are. Neither of you. Yeah. Are neither. It. 100% of either one is not <laughs> right. the call here. Right. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if really that makes. I, it and makes it's probably sense. repetitive from other things I've said. But I just, uh, I, I think it's not, it's a very unsurprising way that, we all are just enjoying being God, trying mm-hmm. to be God. Mm-hmm. Um, but you will really fail mm-hmm. at that. Um, it also doesn't, uh, ma- it's not making anyone whole. Mm-mm. It's not like if your justice doesn't involve reconciliation or wholeness, right. like you're a bad judge. Right. <laughs> um, Right. And and so I think that is maybe the discernment 
so yes we so we know that as christians we can mm-hmm. look at fruit we can be discerning right we can you know right we can do that right but like what is the mm-hmm. justice that comes afterwards what is the point right of us looking right is it to like condemn a person and how are you being measured in your judgment? Do you know the situation? Are you deciding right. you know the situation based off of how you feel? Right. It's just, it's very complicated and I, and you guys are all going to have to figure it out for yourselves. So you're welcome. <laughs> well, I mean, God, God sanctifies. He's very faithful, <laughs> but um, I'm not going to help. I can't help you do it. I just. <laughs> There's joy. Here's a problem. I, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> have a nice day. Good day, sir. Um, okay well I think we're getting long winded so let's wrap it up yeah okay you can leave us a voicemail with your thoughts about the Pixar universe at 404 no 470 (laughs) you guys this is beyond parody I just okay 470-465-0475 you can hit us up at patreon.com slash sheologians and I guess that's it for this week and we will see you guys next week. Yeah.